Welcome everyone to GameSpot After Dark episode 124. I'm your host, Tomo Sane, and joining me as always is Jean-Luc Seipke. Hello, hello. A Merry Christmas Eve for those of you who celebrate. For those of you who don't, happy um, order some Chinese food day. Happy uh, 24th. Happy happy normal, normal ass day. Nope, we're <laughs> going to need the Jean-Luc uh classic uh reply to being introduced please all right fine okay hit me hit me up again team me up and joining us today is jean-luc seipke howdy do gamers man it's a christmas miracle <laughs> uh, also here is jordan ramey it's even the point of talking about anything if silk song's not coming out like oh, why? Why even bother? <laughs> For context, we are recording these in advance, and today was the Nintendo Indie World, uh, and they did not announce Silk Song for Jordan. No, it is a sad, mm. sad state of affairs. Um, and of course, joining us once more is Lucy James. Hi, I'm also sad. The knife I was going to buy from Target isn't in stock, and now my <laughs> Wednesday sounds is murderous. Oh, are you making a knife as well? I, yeah, I was, I was I was cutting some meat yesterday, and I was like, I could do with a sharper knife. So yeah, um, I'm surprised um, there one, isn't one a day... knife store. Oh, um, I'm I'm yeah. I mean, there is actually near where you live. There is a chef. Kind uh, of restaurant store where you should be able to get oh. some good stuff. They're a bit pricey, mm-hmm. but um in the city if you go down to um to uh, Market Street, um, the knife go, district. Uh, the knife district. <laughs> you go down to the it. tenderloin and disarm someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh that that indoor shopping mall area in Market Street, mm-hmm. um there is a uh, Wait, the place where store. Jimmy John's used to be. Uh no, different uh <clears throat> different oh. indoor um, mm. This is like more on like Market Street proper. It's mm-hmm. it's like a really really big shopping mall. They have a uh, cooking store called Sur Le Tab. It's very fancy. It's a little oh, pricey, but yes. they do have an excellent <clears throat> selection of knives. So if that is what you're looking for, highly recommend it. We are not sponsored by Sur Le Tab. However, Sur Le Tab wants to hook me up with a sponsorship personally. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. I love your products. They're just I just like I'm know. running for that Hello Fresh oh, sponsorship. Oh yeah, I see it. So I see it. Uh, yeah. No, I I've mean, made honestly... my sponsorship uh, <laughs> desire is clear, and it is Bombay Mix. Yeah, Takis Wagos. What about you, Jordan? What are you? What sponsorship are you hoping to get? <laughs> Hold on, I, I only want one thing in this life, and I'm not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> is it World Peace? No, it's World uh, Peace. No. So okay. <laughs> who's got who's got a good enough Lucy? I don't know if you well, Jean Luc, mm. you've got a French name. Mm-hmm. Lucy, you studied French at some point. Jordan, oh. you are French. Does anyone know what uh, sur la table means? Means uh, uh, on the table? Yeah, it's on the to table. To the table? Right? Some, yeah, something good. table. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's for the table. But oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Like for everything's for the Is table. Sir, sir. Um, but anyway, if anyone's asking how, you know, how moving's going, it's like my patter is still just furniture and things for the house, hence knife chat. <laughs> um, this is this has real end of the year energy already, and yeah. we haven't even mm-hmm. really started. If you if you guys yeah. do actually want a solid knife, uh, me and Georgia <laughs> did do. recently buy uh, the the Babish knife set that he oh, sells really? on Amazon. Um, it, they're really cheap. <laughs> they're like 
I think we only paid like $25. Jesus, for, for all right. Both knives, are, there are two different Ooh. knives. Um, and uh, they're, I mean, I'm not going to like claim, I'm no knife expert. I don't know if they're like the best knives in the I world or whatever. Expert. But as somebody whose previous knives were uh, like $5 knives from Ikea, uh, these mm. are significantly better. Um, so what I'm pretty are they happy called? with them. Just babish I babish knife and nothing came up. Uh, Ooh. Let's see. I've that got, sounds I've like got something got you'd use to kill a demon with. Let me, let me there is a knife there you can buy here which looks like the Blades of Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, why would you bab that? It is the uh, Babish German Steel Cutlery 8-inch Chef Knife Silver. And it's currently uh-huh. going for This is the oddest 19... intro to a podcast yeah, we've ever had. I'm, I'm like, kind of sorry, oh, but not. Yeah, uh, we yeah, also yeah. got the 7.5-inch uh, Clef Knife for $22, uh, which is great oh. for chopping vegetables. So, uh, mm. yes. I'm going to put the knife, the cleaver that I saw on Amazon into the uh, Slack chat and you can tell me how much mm. it looks like the Blades of Chaos. Go to the second and third <laughs> picture. The second and fourth picture. It just Double looks up. insane. Like, oh, my walking, oh, my <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Imagine walking Is this in some kind of Ragnarok tie-in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for your knife recommendations. Now Chef we're going to move on to, <laughs> after knife recommendations, we're going to move to video game recommendations because this is a smooth, game of the year smooth. list. Smooth uh, transition. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's smoother when everyone doesn't shout smooth at it. Uh, mm. Is it? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, uh, whenever I buy a milkshake or a smoothie from the uh, from the store, I always shout "smooth" at the person giving it to me. So, uh, <laughs> they hand it over. I'm like, "smooth." Like, yeah. Uh, so we have us uh, four a a uh, compiled a top ten list of our favorite games of the year, and you know what? We're going to talk about them. Uh, we have thoughts and we will be spitting them at you. Um, so I think the best way to probably go through this is maybe one by one. And then, uh, we could, we could have like a master list and, um, yeah, I was going to say one by one, but like when we hit a game, if it was on everyone else's list, that's the Mm. moment to have the discussion. Repeat ourselves. Overlap here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't want to like, we don't need to talk about the same game. Four yeah, times. what we can do is like we can use one person as like the the main to read out their list one by one, and then everyone else, if it's on your list, you can say that was my number X, and then at the end we can just rattle off. Here's my top ten here in yeah, one and go, go through the rest of them. Yeah, sure. So, um, I did not rank mine. I will just say that now because okay, okay. In we're gonna my pick, mind, I'm gonna all games are good. I'm gonna. I pick don't know what that who, You're wrong, Lucy. <laughs> you're objectively bad. wrong. That's bad. Uh, I'm gonna pick uh, hardest. I'm gonna pick who goes first and thus serves as the the uh, the master list by googling hardest video game trivia quiz. Oh shit! All right, uh, and then God, I'm gonna damn. I'm gonna go to the number one question. It's going to be a question about a game from like yeah. the 1980s and I won't have even been born no, and I no, won't know no. the answer. <laughs> okay, so this is all right. Let's go. I'm going to I'm going to pick one. Actually, I'm not going to pick the hardest cuz there's, there's no um what is the best-selling game of all time? 
Tetris. According to icebreaker questions. Oh, it's either, te- it's either, it's either Tetris or Minecraft. Hyphen, please, Lucy, I'm still reading the URL. <laughs> Icebreakerquestions.info <laughs> forward slash video for hyphen game hyphen trivia forward slash. Lucy says either Tetris, Tetris or Minecraft. Pick uh, one. Oh, I only get to pick one? Uh, yeah, Minecraft. Pick That's one. usually Minecraft. how quizzes work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine going on a talk, uh, like right, a show and being like, Minecraft. I think it's either this one or this one. <laughs> I'll go with Tetris then. <laughs> I mean, you can say the same one if you want. And then... No, I, I, I honestly think no, it's hedge, Tetris. No, hedge bets. Okay, so... See, I don't even want my list to be used. Tetris? I just want to win. Jordan? It's probably Tetris. I have to assume it's Tetris. Okay, the correct answer is... Pause for impact. Minecraft. Yes! Hey! The only reason I know that is because I was looking, I was curious to see where GTA lined up, and I think GTA is two or three. So you cheated. That does bring up a question. No, no, this was ages. This was like weeks ago. Weeks ago. Excuse me. No cheating here. Are are they counting like every possible variation of Tetris, or are they counting like one version of Tetris? Because I do feel like that. Unfortunately, Jean-Luc, icebreakerquestions.info forward slash video hyphen game hyphen trivia forward slash does not specify. Okay, all right. Do they not not list their methodology? Does it count Tetris 99 and Tetris Effect? (laughs) It was last updated on uh, the, in June of 2021. Okay. So Minecraft's on practically every system imaginable. So that makes sense. It is. All right, Lucy, we're going with you then. So you get to say your list, Lucy. Okay. Um, do you, well, you, yours is you've written it down unranked, but I do have it ranked. If you want it, as you oh, put it in, as you submitted no, it. No, because I because I also changed one answer because it was a game that I completely forgot about. Do you want me to go from ten to ten to one? Actually, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty much actually the only thing I would swap would I would put this guy. This is some great podcasting, by the way. Yeah. From- <laughs> Great for you, audio <laughs> listeners. Uh, which here we is go. I think changing the video I think, version. I actually think that's that's good. Uh, it's well, a solid okay. list. Yeah, let's go from number ten then. Uh, Hitman three. Hell yeah! That is incorrect, Lucy. You did not put <laughs> Hitman three as your no, number I ten know. when you. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just for ease use the new yeah, list because yeah. I managed to. I I, yeah. I righted a wrong. You re-ranked uh, it. I re-ranked it, mm-hmm. but I also write it wrong because I don't think I put Disco Elysium Final Cut in my original list. And then when we were doing Game of the Year shit, I was like, oh man. Uh, yeah. But anyway, in at number 10, I put I put uh, Hitman 3, which I yeah. know a lot of us have on our list. Yeah, that was my number six. I think it's it Tam's number my, six too. It was my <laughs> number six, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitman 3, good game. Excellent The culmination game. of multiple good games. Yeah. Um, I say I, I also enjoyed Hitman Three, but since I didn't finish it, I didn't feel comfortable putting it on my mm. top ten. That banging yeah. noise you can hear, by the way, is my radiator. Who it's also Agent really 47. enjoyed it's it's Agent Forty Seven <laughs> inside my radiator. Mad that it's not at uh, at any any higher up the list. Zach's here. He's he's here to turn off the radio. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, we no, really I appreciate it, but it is, yeah, we appreciate it. Once again, this is an yeah, audio podcast. <laughs> this is an audio podcast. He's giving you a thumbs up. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed Hitman Three. It's it's one of those games that like I very nearly unfriended Chris Morris on PSN um, wow. because of Hitman Three. So one of our editors, Chris Morris, uh, is really really good at Hitman, 
Um, annoyingly so. And Better than me? I, I don't think so. Uh, he was beating you for a long time. I've not, some, the- I, I used to turn that game on and just be like, who's at the top? Really quickly beat them and then turn yeah. it off and not play again for ages. Chris Morris was doing the, um, the death in the family thing and I was desperately trying to beat him. Like to the point where I was awake until 2am one night just trying to perfect my run um and he was still ahead of me and i couldn't figure out why and i even texted him i was like i almost unfriended you and that's when i knew i had to stop so man hitman 3 destroys friendships you hit you heard it here first i also think like um berlin was a really interesting one just because that level was i mean technically very very impressive but also the fact that that was the one that i feel like i had to get the most creative just because there were so many ways of doing it. There were so many witnesses. Like, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that level. Oh, um, yeah. I thought you were going to say is because I am, of course, part German. So I have to do right by my... <laughs> I don't think I'm part German. I'm definitely part yeah. Dutch. Well, yeah. we, do, we do have that person in the family we don't speak about. But, you know, mostly, mostly mm-hmm. Dutch. Yeah, I thought we that level really, that. like, took the training wheels off uh, in, like, a cool way where it... it yeah. Be- because, like, for those who haven't played it, the premise of that level is you uh it's the only time in the game where you don't know who Mm -hmm. your targets are and you have to kind of like naturally find them and i think that just it 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 like it's the moment where the game trusts you of like nah man like you got this like you've you know because because you can play those games like making them harder for yourself you can like turn off uh, all sorts of different stuff in like the ui to be like oh i can't see where the target is or you know i can't see uh i can't turn on my hitman vision and whatever and I think that's like the the first level where they like actually force you to figure out like who your where your target is and where they're located and um yeah it's just like they trust the the audi- uh the player to be like no 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 you you got this you've done this enough you you know how this works like we believe in you <laughs> and and yeah. I agree like there's just so much like insane variety to that mission because you got what the you got like the uh, underground rave. You have all of the uh, the rafters above it, all the stuff behind it. You have this biker gang off behind mm-hmm. there. You have this like a uh, little like beer garden area. Uh, there's like a whole wood section. There, it, it's absolutely massive. Yeah, I really, I mean, I really enjoy it. But also like the um, the was it dubai or abu dhabi level like the the sort of burj khalifa type building that you're in in the first level was just i really really enjoyed that because similarly it's like you can go the way that you can approach it like going it through the back and you know being the mysterious security guard or waiter that no one pays attention Uh to or you can just try and i don't know be a big shot art person i remember getting freaked out about that one though because like i tried to do the art track and there was mm-hmm. a character called Lucy, and I was immediately like, "Oh no, I can never, I can't <laughs> kill her, I can't kill her." <laughs> oh no! Um, but no, Hitman Three. I just think, yeah, it's just a fantastic game of the fact that, like, if you had one, two, one and two, you all got it together in this really nice mm-hmm. package that all just worked so seamlessly. All your XP and stuff would be there and work, and um, and the fact that there's, it just, it was so addictive. I really, really dug it. Good yeah. game, Io. Good game. I, I think when you take that package as a whole and you put it together, like I, I think in like years from now when you can buy like the ultimate like World of Assassination trilogy experience, like th- yeah. there will be a sale where someone will be like, "I bought all three 
of those Hitman games is one game for $15, and I'm going to be like, you are about to have the greatest gaming experience of your life for 15 fucking dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. You don't, uh, you don't need to do anything ever again. It It's, wow. it's unreal how, <laughs> Just play how much, man. how much there is in that game. And, and yeah, I mean, those missions are fantastic. I feel like we've talked about it to death. Yeah. Like so it should be on the master out. list is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, the, um, detective mission is just such a standout because yeah. of the yeah. fact that you get to play a detective and solve a murder mystery is just still the coolest thing i think you can do uh, and only if you want to as well only like, if it's you a want completely to. optional like they don't have to go that hard with that level and there's multiple <laughs> ways to solve it and multiple outcomes to it because you could just solve it normally but then you could also like find out this other thing and use it as like blackmail yeah. or you can like tweak the outcome so that like um you don't solve it but by not solving it it causes your person to die in a different way it's it's so like they've thought it out so carefully it's just it's mind-boggling it's really good. Yeah, yeah chris I, chris morris also did uh hitman like uh, chris morris also did a great video about that with the devs from io so yeah. definitely dig that out if you want to mm -hmm. know more about that one and now they're working on james bond which what time to be alive oh yeah. my god i am so excited for that that's such a perfect fit yeah. i hope they just make hitman 4 and just put a, and it's a just hair James yeah. Bond. just put a hair on agent 47 that's it like it's I still mean... it's still the same voice actor everything it's just hitman with hair and and they just act like it's it's James Bond and he's like I'm in disguise. <laughs> Hello. Oh, and like at the end of the game, like you go back to yeah. MI six and you you meet M or whoever, and they're like, "You're not, you're not Bond." And then it reveals yeah. he's yeah. like pulls off his wig and he's like, ah, "I was forty seven the whole time." <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah." And then it just closes like credits, and you can hear Diana say, "Great job on infiltrating MI six. Yes. Agent 47. And then it says Hitman 4. And then it yeah. like, so Agent 0047. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it. And you're there. The twist is final mission it is to kill James Bond. And you've spent the entire thing. You've been doing the entire game uh, basically learning about Bond via doing his missions. So, oh like, my God. that would be absolutely then, insane. Oh my God. Really the final <laughs> act twist is like Diana, like, breaks uh, cover to say, like, now that you've done all of Bond's missions, it's time to find him. He's been in exile and we need a loose end tied up. Yeah. And and you have to kill Bond. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> and, anyways, uh, Io, if you need a writer, let me know. <laughs> I'm sure the license holders of James Bond would totally approve would love for that. such yeah, a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, totally. after after No Time to Die, they're looking for new ideas. Yeah, yeah. let's say because um, I think uh, they're running on the old stuff still quite a bit. I didn't like oh, that yeah. movie. The more I think about it, I'm just like, I, I I did a I tweet about movie. like I did a tweet about how utterly boring the the recent. Uh, uh, movies have been, and I had multiple James Bond likers be like in my in my message, be like, "Have you seen the latest one? It's very different." And I was like, "Is it though? Is it is it really is it? different? Is it different? There's a difference between different and different good because it's just let me tell you, word, friend, yeah, it's that same shit <laughs> over and over. I want to see James Bond absolutely thrown off a building. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
next game on your list, please, Lucy. Uh, Loop Hero. Ooh. Just a very Ooh. great a game. That, great game. It caught me off guard. Um, and it was just one of those ones that I would always just have open, you know, just, just on in the background. It's kind of like a game that has an immense amount of depth and strategy. If you want it to, but if you don't want it to, that's fine. So, and I, yeah, I really you, appreciate that. If you don't want it to, it's the world's greatest interactive screensaver. Yeah. Like, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, I played that yeah. game a lot. Yeah, you mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Um, you and I uh, were playing quite a bit of it. I think it was you. Yeah, it was you who got me into it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you ever have a recommendation to play a game from Tam, follow your heart. L- listen, listen to me. Yeah. It's also the game that... Uh, you snitched on me with so uh, yeah i did do that didn't i that and i'd do it again yeah <laughs> telling everyone i was playing loop hero in a meeting to be fair uh, discord yeah. snitched i didn't yeah. realize i just sort of said it out loud <laughs> um any uh, john luke jordan you play loop hero no I, I realized very quickly how dangerous Loop Hero would be to my productivity, it being on the PC and easy access while I was working on stuff. So I very quickly uninstalled it after already losing like 12 hours of my life to it. I admire your Trying restraint. Loop. I think you would like <laughs> Loop Hero a lot. I probably would. I just haven't had a chance. It's on to, Switch now, right? To pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Is that just a good version? Up. No. Right. Um, oh, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a fine version, but like, I think for you, Jean Luc, it would be a great game to kind of have in the background running. Because, like, if you're like, I don't know, kind of video, just have it on a second screen. It's very light on resources, and you can set it to pause uh, when you're not on on it. So you can like click away onto another window; it will stop. Or, or you can set it to pause. Um, during certain interaction, important interaction moments. Um, so like I had it just like running like that where I would be working on something and then I'd mm. click onto it, select an action, watch it play out in the background. And then the next time it pauses, I'd come back to it. It's good for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That actually sounds really appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Next game, Lucy. Disco Elysium, the final cut, a game that I completely forgot came out this year, despite playing it and finishing it. Um, I've, you know, there's no secret how much I love Disco Elysium. Uh, the fact that Final Cut added new, uh, what do they call it? Like, like vision quests, I think they called it. Political vision quests. That was it, depending on uh, which political alignment you had uh, chosen or fallen into. Uh, but the fact Are is. Are they that, really like, the called full- vision quests? Isn't that like I the be- Native American I- thing? I believe. <laughs> hang on, let me. I'm going to Google that. Like, that's an odd choice. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Disco Elysium. Uh, but also, like, the fact that it was fully voiced. Political alignments and how they work. Political vision quest summaries. Yeah, I think that is what they're called. Yeah. It is very weird. Um, but no, it was, it was the fact that it was fully voiced and the voiceover is so good in it i mean that is a very word heavy game like mm. i think it's a, a clocking in at like mm-hmm. over a million or something and i have such good voice acting r.i.p to the person who was originally kuno because they got rid of him um to, oh, to no. get a voice yeah but this this Aww. new guy's this new guy's good he he's a little less annoying but I guess that's the whole point with Kuno. Um, but also, I played it on PlayStation, had a bit of a rocky start, but they fixed it very quickly, and I blasted through the whole thing. Um, mm. Great game. 
Great game. Play it. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> I started it. I need to go back to it. Yeah, did um, they update the PS5 version? Because that's the yes. version I picked up, and and it, yeah. I know it's kind of a little yeah, wonky. Yeah, I finished it. I finished it on okay, that. Okay, it's, it's a lot better. All right. Yeah, Too much low. better. To go back. Right. Excellent. Jordan, did you play much uh, of it? No, I, I didn't like the original Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. I only got like two, three hours in, and I'm like, I don't really like this, and I stopped. But primarily, most mm-hmm. of it was like, I, I really don't like reading a lot in my games yeah. why i only that, play like game. one or two visual novels a year so <laughs> <laughs> uh noted noted game spot writer jordan remy says he doesn't like reading he's a writer not a reader jordan has never read his own work he does not know that he writes something no. and then just sends it out into the ether <laughs> Like, respect and i'm like did you read this he's like absolutely fuck no i don't no. like reading you know this um well, that, fair enough um next game on your list please halo infinite hey. halo infinite. uh jordan I, i've not really heard your thoughts on halo yes <laughs> <laughs> uh what jordan yeah. thinks about it yeah, I would like to know that too. Oh, fuck you uh, all. Has anyone played uh, <laughs> Halo Infinite recently? Have you tried out the new playlists? Or... Yep, I played yes. it yesterday. Uh, I haven't yet. It's good. Uh, uh, I, was, I was streaming it yesterday mm-hmm. with one uh, Snow Bicycle Micycle and Andy mm-hmm. Cortez. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. The uh, SWAT style playlist is good. I Excuse me, Tactical Slayer? Tactical yeah. Slayer, sorry. Cops aren't cool um, anymore. We have to distance ourselves from them. Yeah, true. That's true. Uh, the thing that I, I realized was I really like the assault rifle now more than yeah, most other guns. So, like, this is a battle rifle. Is it battle rifle? Yeah. yeah they call battle it, rifle. Yeah. What? I always, like, but my brain is like DMRs, but that's something else. Um, uh, battle rifle is, like, a great precision weapon, but I miss mm-hmm. the assault rifle a lot. Um, but yeah, it's still. Good. I miss the. Uh, I I would love to go back to. I hope they add the DMR just so that they can go back to the Halo Reach, Halo Four, uh, tactical Slayer, where it's like you can choose between the battle rifle or the or the DMR. DMR. Um, mm. I don't think that they will, but that's what I hope. So I so the game for. mode says. The game mode says this, like, no no um, friendly fire on, no radar and precision weapons. And then I got killed in my first match with a, by a player using a rocket launcher. And I was like, how is the rocket Hold on. A precision that, weapon? That feels like an like, uh, uh, error. No. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be a thing. I was like, that, that's, that's messed up. That player yeah. might have been cheating. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? I was just like, uh, come on, that is not precision. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Halo's great. Like, I've been started the campaign. I'm excited to delve deeper into it, but the multiplayer is keeping me hooked. Um, yeah. yeah. I've started, um, I started like the battle pass, they're slowly tweaking um, as well. Yeah. It's, getting, it's good to it's see them make such quick changes now. to that as well. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's it's, tweet. Yeah. It's a lot celebrated. better. Yeah, I really like the idea now that it's like with the incremental, like, uh, less uh, experience on just playing a match. So I can now just log on and be like, oh, I can just play like five or six games and basically get a battle pass level for the day and then log off. I'm like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is great. I I love this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, I think think the reason for me. 
is that like I didn't expect to fall this deeply into Halo. Um, mm. but I've been I've been really enjoying it. I think you know, bravo Feels to three four three. Feels good. Yeah. Feels great. Feels good, man. Next game on the list, please. Resident Evil Village. I wrote down Resident Evil Eight, which is factually incorrect because mm. the game name is Village. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed it up until the point that I didn't. Uh, the reason that Halo Infinite's not <laughs> higher is because I didn't finish it yet, uh, and I also haven't finished Resident Evil 8, but I stopped playing it because of a point that I just got furious with it. I hated the factory so much. I just got you really frustrated. A lot of people really don't like the factory, and I, well, I get it, I, you should, but yeah. I also don't I, get it because I totally yeah. have no problem with the factory, but I, 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 I guess I get it. Yeah. I just need to knock it down to easy and just, like, blast through it, but those... Those guy, those guys who yeah. with all that like armor plating, and I'm just like, I've got nothing. I just want to run through and finish this. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I mean, down. I think it's yeah, the first easier. like two thirds of that game, uh, when you're going across the four lords, and you know, Castle Dimitrescu is obviously a standout, but the the doll house place, the baby stuff. The first half it's, of that game, yeah, Oof. <laughs> it's, it's so good. But like. It's to be expected that it goes off into the wacky Resident Evil, um, but I, I I loved the opening so so much. That's why it's at like number six on my technically but sort of tiered list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love that game as well. Uh, I am with you where I thought the uh, the factory dragged on a bit, and it was like requiring a level of precision that is mm. like not exactly super conducive to to what the thematically and and in terms of pacing they want i felt like it was starting to ratchet up the action but the uh kind of um uh the resource management design of it was still one step behind in the survival horror part of it so Mm -hmm. it felt a kind of like a mismatch but uh it was still enjoyable um and from there i think they become a little more the, the kind of what they're giving you and what they want you to do and how they want you to play uh, synchronizes a bit better from that point on. So if you can push through, it is fun. Yeah. But then again, like I feel like you've bl- played the best part of that game. Um, it just gets yeah. weird and wacky from that point. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying. It does. Oh, it does. Yes. Great revelations, oh. though. Like the mm. all the reveals at the end of that game, I'm like, ooh, this is some great oh see, i haven't i haven't had those spoiled so i'm i, yeah. I, I think that could be a christmas game like that, go back that's to... where the the resident evil ass resident evil nonsense comes in mm. full <laughs> okay. fucking swing it just hits you in the face with that shit <laughs> yeah it is very very resident evil 6 and resident evil 5 yes um, at that point on uh-huh yeah. um next game on the list please lucy mass effect legendary edition oh it was Wait good to be back hmm Wait a second, that's not a new game. Technically neither was Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I I it was I played those games so many times when they kind of first came out and I haven't played them in a in a hot minute and so it was just really nice to be back. They put a lot of love into making it look good, and I think in a year when we have had remasters or whatever you want to call them that have not looked good upon mm. release, the fact that Mass Effect for the most part, looked great. I think yeah. they had a lot of issues with Udina, though. <laughs> like we we've we've talked at length about how Udina looked like, you know, Charlie from It's Always Sunny huffing spray paint. Like he, they did they did him dirty with that lighting. But I don't know if they fixed that actually, because I played it all like 
Uh, right they? away when it came out? I don't know if they have. I hope they I'm have. Where? So, yeah, I remember yeah. them saying that they were planning on doing it, but I haven't played yeah. it since the first three weeks of that game. Yeah. yeah. I think they were like what, 85, uh, 90% of the way there with that. With mm-hmm. the, the quality of the, the remaster of one as far as mm-hmm. just the, uh, yeah, the visual improvements and the, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the changes to that combat cannot be overstated oh how yeah. Ma- massive <laughs> one because oh. it's just not playable like that original version yeah. if you try and go back it's uh it's it's rough it's, it's really rough like, it, it feels like it's trying to get you to stop it's like do not perceive me do not try and play me <laughs> um but the, so yeah the changes the changes they made were uh super super good and mm-hmm. i for the most part like enjoyed all of it i Especially the changes to trophies, which I know shouldn't be important, but when you've <laughs> when, but like when you've played, but yeah, when you when you've played through the trilogy like so many times, you need certain you need new things to keep the you. original Mass Effect's trophies and achievements are oh, absolute bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> like <laughs> absolute bullshit. Um, and so yeah, I I mean it was just really great to be back, and like I think after Jordan, I'm sorry. After, you know, kind of the relative disappointment for me with Andromeda um, and Anthem and the fact that there's been no Dragon Age in seven years or whatever it is. Oh it's just nice God. to have to see Bioware get a win. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it. I'm just happy Bioware had a win <laughs> in 2021. They had a win by releasing an old game, though. Is that really yeah. a win? <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. I will the take what I can low. get. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In in 2021, you take every W that you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, take and them. even if it's a lowercase yeah. W, you take it. Yeah, you take it, and you make it an uppercase W. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the same. Like I was glad to be able mm-hmm. to go back to that f- series with a fresh coat of paint. I've kind of mm-hmm. I, I've been enjoying it so much that I've drawn it out. I still haven't finished Mass Effect Three. I'm in like the final stretch, but I'm like savoring it. I put it down for mm-hmm. so I could pick it up during the uh, break period where Ooh. I could like, like just spend a good day playing, doing nothing but playing Mass Effect. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get. I say I have a save yeah. on the Mass Effect three that's right it. before Citadel, and I'm like eager Ooh. to just replay that section over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. God, that bit's so good. Um, yeah, and. Like it is, it is a fantastic package overall. So fully deserving mm-hmm. of being on the list. Next game, please, Lucy. Forgotten City. I streamed this hey. one. Uh, this was the first mm-hmm. game what I done stream, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was. Um, I and know. I think that yep. was you know added to my enjoyment of it because I was playing it with people who were gently sort of guiding me. When I was getting stuck and we were having a laugh about like some of the characters and the situations you'd find yourself in. I just think it was a very clever game and I, in a year of time loops, it was uh, a refreshing take on it and I mm-hmm. also loved the setting as a little archaeology nerd when I was a kid. Um, like, in, And I grew up next to sort of Roman ruins and so for me that and we would go there on weekends with my my friends and my friends' family. So it was like it was really nice. And it was it was also like it's 
I know it's a, it's it was a Skyrim mod, but it has made me kind of go, what if I played Skyrim again? You know, so <laughs> they got that new version out. Yeah, the new version's now. out. My Xbox already updated it. I didn't even realize. I was like, oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> um, but no, I think Forgotten City is just really clever. It like the fact that it has multiple endings and the fact that it tells you it has multiple endings and sort of gently guides you towards each of them. I think it's great. Um, and uh, Galerius is uh, in the running for MVP of the year. So congrats to him. Mm-hmm. Galerius is really like the that era's equivalent of a like um, DoorDash Uber Eats person, <laughs> which you just offload all your all the tasks that you want to do but mm-hmm. don't have time for onto this this task rabbit of a human. Task um, rabbit of a human. <laughs> but, yeah, Such a good game, um, though. Such a good game. Good that explores morality game. in such a clever and unique mm-hmm. way. Mm. Yeah. That is um I think it's like a very short game as well as, and so so yeah. easy. Like I th- I th- yeah. it is easily one of the must play games of this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the investment uh, uh is minimal. Like you know, it's not that expensive and you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours on it. I, I say it's on is it on Game Pass? I think it's on Game Pass. It was, yeah. It was. Yeah. Is it not I anymore? They, I don't know if it still is. I assume it still is. I think it still is because it wasn't when it launched, but they later added it to Game Pass. So I mm-hmm. think it might currently still be on Game Pass. So yeah. go play it. You have no excuse, especially if it's on Game Pass. And then uh, go watch uh, Jake Decker's excellent no clip mm-hmm. uh, documentary about the yes. making of it, which is extremely fascinating and well made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Podfather is doing things without us, and it's unacceptable. Um, <laughs> now, uh, next game on the list, please. Life is strange. True colors. Um, I didn't expect to love this one as much as I did, but I think of all the Life is Strange games, um, at least the ones that I've played um, or seen, I feel like this one's the characters are just the best written. I was immediately endeared to all of them. <laughs> And I I just loved it. The the one thing, and I, I've spoken about this before, but like I streamed it, so I didn't get any of the music, um, which is frustrating. I still because... cannot even imagine what I was means. watching yeah. those streams, Lucy. I'm like, man, a lot of these <laughs> scenes just lose a bunch of their impact without yeah. the music but I, that's but, playing here. <laughs> and, but that says a lot to the, the kind of quality of the game is that like, even though I didn't get those music beats, I still think a lot of the emotional stuff hit really hard for me. And I think it was just a very well-crafted sort of like, just emotional story meets dramatic, um, meets, you know, that amazing bit in episode three where they just completely upend the entire game is essentially a joke or like it's it's a sweet thing that the the people in the uh, in the town do for a small boy or is that episode two or episode three i forget but three anyway three it's um mm-hmm. it's a great game and i was really glad that it was like episodic but also released all in one packet package um and also like as someone who remembers playing, you know, first life is strange the fact that they've got really good lip sync now and characters mm. don't fucking walk around heller and this and heller and that all the time you know it just feels it's it's a great game and i really i really enjoyed it and um i I need to go back and do the steph sort of standalone dlc one um because i I hear that's very good too 
So yeah, but Jordan, I know you loved it. John, have you finished yet? Uh, I did. Um, I so talked about it on the <clears throat> podcast, although that part of the podcast ended up getting cut because of my audio issues. Oh. So no one knows about it except for Jordan, which was that <laughs> I really enjoyed it, but I didn't like the ending. And so it actually kind mm. of dropped oh. it a little bit for yeah. me, unfortunately. Um, not to go too into it, but just like some of the... The individual moments in the ending were really good, but the way it all came together didn't really yeah. work for me. Um, but I still did really, really enjoy it overall, and I agree with everything you said. Where I think like the um, just the acting and the characters are just so uh, immediately endearing and likable in a way that mm -hmm. I haven't seen in a game in, in quite a while. Um, so it, it did feel like a I think I still ultimately like Life is Strange one more. I think that game just like a, as a as a whole kind of works better mm -hmm. for me. But um, this felt like a I haven't played two, which I feel really bad about because I know two is apparently very good. But this felt like a, a after being disappointed in uh, before the storm, this felt like a return to form mm -hmm. for Life is Strange. And, and uh, I think the people at Deck Nine are insanely talented and I am very excited to see Hell what yeah. they do next. They're doing the say, fucking I, I, expanse. That's what they're doing. Oh, oh my right. god, yeah. I'm so excited. They're doing the expanse. Say they finally I revealed what they were working on. I know nothing about the oh, expanse. I was so sure uh, that they were going to just jump immediately into a new life is strange, but no. <laughs> good for them. Yeah, this is the this is the first time I put a game on a game of the year list that I haven't played. Um, I watched it all through Lucy's stream, and I was like, "That's a good ass story." Um, yeah, so really that that is on is number five on my list, um, and it's a game that I've I've only played a little bit of. Um, next game, please. Oh, what have I got? It takes two, baby. The uh, game awards, I, game of the year. Two. It takes two. <laughs> I was surprised at that one. I, w I will, I will say. Although I was suspicious because they did that thing where I was like, "It takes two also wins X, Y, and Z." But then I was like, "Joseph Farris is there. Like, why has he not come up yet?" Um, and then I, yeah, I, I mm -hmm. had suspicions. Just like we need new memes, yet. we need new clips. We got, we got to get more memes. Uh, the <laughs> meme quota is low. Um, but no, I, we I need to really remind enjoyed... someone that remind everyone that he said F the Oscars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. He should have said something like, I don't know. He wouldn't have said, I don't know. What, what, what else would the equivalent be? Who else Fuck could he NFTs? be mad at? Oh. Fuck NFTs. He should have had a stance on that. That would have been. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I really enjoyed that. it. Spoke a lot about it when we were doing the libs. Um, I fought for this one quite hard because, um, as a child of divorce, it was, uh, you know, a <laughs> sorry. Um, you bring out a song? Yeah, as a child yeah, that was like, of divorce. No, I, that was I like, that was like, hey, the beginning of a musical. I'm in an elevator with Adele, and this is my one chance to pick this my, is my song. Shot. Listen, Adele, as a child of divorce. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I was trying to do like, um, oh, it's the thing my stepdad used to do as a joke. He always used to go, a woman alone, if ever I complained about something. And I was trying to emulate that, but <laughs> that only works if you know that very specific person that in from my life. Anyway, um, I thought this went really hard in the, in the deliberations because, yeah, as a child of divorce, it was kind of 
not nice, nice isn't the word, but it was interesting to see the fact that um, divorced parents often fuck up their children without meaning to. Mm. Um, and I thought that was really interesting um, that they kind of showed that. And there's some stuff in that game that is messed up and it's, it's as a direct result of what the parents are doing because they're only looking out for themselves. They're not looking out really. They're looking out for their child, but in that moment, in the breakup, they're being very selfish and just like looking out for number one. And uh, I thought that was really interesting. But uh, overall, I think I loved it because it was so... It switched itself up, you know, with every level, with every new gameplay mechanic. It went on longer than I thought it would. I thought it'd be like a solid six hours, but it just kept on going and everything just felt so fresh and so fun. And yeah, the writing, I personally really enjoyed it because I think I really bought into the fact that, oh, this is a a game that is based on a rom-com. So I kind of had that uh, frame of reference, I guess, in my head when I was playing through it. Um, and so I was, I was sort of used to it and it, and it meant for me, at least like, I felt like I could see where the story was going. Um, but no, I played it through with friend of the show, Simon Cardi, and we had a right laugh. Um, turns out I don't know farm, basic farmyard animals very well. Uh, that almost, uh, <laughs> almost, uh, cost us the game, but it was, yeah, it's, I mean, it was the only cooperative experience I've ever felt. Like I actually was properly working with someone like I, mm. you know, getting into the rhythm of, of uh, getting through it. And so, yeah, I loved it takes two. That's my spiel. Anyone else that like it? I liked it quite a bit. It didn't end up in my top 10 just because there were way too many games. But um, mm. I, I think it's probably one of the best co-op experiences I've ever played just because, I mean, the sheer variety of things you do in that game is insane like i feel like every 15 to 20 minutes that game is like reinventing itself with new mechanics and it nails them every single time it does it mm -hmm. like i've never seen a game where it's like you go from like a, a boat sequence to just like a uh, an on-rail shooter segment to a like platforming to like you know it, it, and every time you're like oh one of these is gonna not feel good right but it's like no they all feel excellent yeah. to play and i think like you can just tell they spent a lot of time really making sure that every segment felt really really tight and really really fun and so i think it's a that alone makes it like a huge achievement uh for that game it was very clear during deliberations tam i have no friends and so i have not played it takes two yeah i'm not playing you need a friend to play it takes two well, <laughs> hold, on. hold on hold on you haven't played it, and you haven't played it. You know, maybe. Yeah, we we're, yeah we already had this discussion. We're gonna do mm. it at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, I heard it's good. We'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Next game, please. <laughs> uh, oh, gee, I wonder what my uh, number one game could be. Is it number one? No? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. The Loop of Death. Definitely. There you go. I've, GameSpot's Game of the Year, Deathloop. I was going to say, like, uh, GameSpot's Game of the Year, um, a 10 out of 10, by all accounts. Um, I love Deathloop. I have spoken at length about Deathloop. Um, In fact, the audience also, members I, could listen to the previous <laughs> episode of the podcast where we oh, yeah. did a short but sweet <laughs> thing where you and Tim talked about Deathloop. Uh, and also, I filmed so much and did so much voiceover yesterday that my, <laughs> my chest is like... 
please. No more words about Deathloop. So I'll defer to the rest of you. <laughs> Everyone knows how much I love that game. I, um, I, yeah, I'm so, so happy it's as good as it is. And I think it's a, a big win for Arcane. Um, and I'm glad yep. that it went down so well. Good game. Yeah, the, solid game. Yeah, there are many places where you can find out how I feel about um, Deathloop. Uh, like I said, read my review, look at all the Game of the Year stuff. Um, but yeah, Jordan um, and Jean-Luc, I'd love to hear what you guys think of it. I say I wasn't as hot on Deathloop just because I was a huge fan of its characters and world building and lore, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of its the overarching arc of its story. Uh, it left me dissatisfied, which is fine. Like games can have stories that you yeah. don't uh, like how they end. It happens all the time, uh, even like in. Re- Regarding that, like I, I still loved the experience of playing the game itself, and I think the it it feels like just arcane looking at what they did with the uh, moon DLC for Prey, and just being like, we could just flesh this mm. out into a full on mm. game, yeah. and it would probably be really good. And surprise, surprise, it's very, very good. Um, like I have my issues with it but the issues are very small. Like, I can recognize how brilliant this game is. Yeah, it it, uh, it didn't end up in my top 10 just because I actually didn't finish it. And um, I it, it's probably my my shame game that I need to go back and, and beat. So I think I'm going to maybe try and do that over the holiday break. Shame game. Um, I don't know shame why I dropped game. it. I, I think it's just... I don't think it's the fault of the game. I think it's just a consequence of you know stuff got busy as well stuff gets busy i've i drop a lot of games that i um <laughs> that are like really really good um and that i should keep playing and i don't um so me it's too. just like me i do that um and unfortunately that happened with death loop but I, I i that i don't think is anything against the game itself what i did play i really really liked um i don't know if i have anything new to add to it that you guys haven't already said a billion times it's a damn good game i love arcane i love their their style of movement i the um i definitely tried to play that game with as minimal like hints like i tried to turn off a lot of the the ui notifications and really because i really wanted to just like um Hmm. when i could so uh, what i like about this game is you can kind of like easily turn them on and off again which i found nice Mm -hmm. um or like pray you like they I think pray you couldn't even turn off notifications and they patched it in later. But I I like being able to just sort of wander around and naturally find stuff. Um, but then once I I'm tired of that or I like just like okay I just want to get to the thing then I can turn it back on. But yeah I it's, it's a damn good arcane game. Um, I don't I don't really got anything else to say about it. Mm-hmm. It's Death Loop. Yeah. That that was my number one game of the year too. Um, so I think the best thing to do from this point on is just kind of like go through our top tens and mm-hmm. talk about anything that we've missed. So sure. Jean-Luc, do you want to do yours? Yeah. Uh, my number 10 was Life is Strange, which we already talked about. Uh, quite enjoyed, mm-hmm. but, uh, kind of got knocked down just because of, of my thoughts on the ending. My number yeah. nine was Inscription, uh, Ooh. which is a mm. game I wasn't expecting expecting to get on my list uh for those who've listened to the podcast i kind of know my thoughts on the game i feel like which is that i really really love that first act fell off on the second act um 
and then but the, it won me back in the third act and i think just yeah. the stuff it does in that third act uh was enough to be like oh oh this is so good like what like especially the last 20 minutes every time they do a thing i'm like you can't do you're doing this like you put all that much effort for this one bit like it's insane it's insane the amount of work they put in that game um it's I a great it's one real... bit though it's a solid it's a, like it's a, it's a solid two and bit. a half minutes of like wow this might be one of my favorite moments of 2021 uh, <laughs> uh, jana choa from giant bomb recently was tweeting about that one bit he's like what like they made this one bit just for me and i was like i know exactly what what they're t- what he's <laughs> talking about i know exactly the moment it's so good uh yeah, I I think that game is is fantastic, and they've recently added uh, a, a free update that turns the first act of the game into an endless roguelike, which I think is super oh, cool. What? Like that is a mm-hmm. uh, that's a really cool way to. <laughs> it's a really cool. Sorry, way Zach to... in the background is just like yeah, dog. He's reacting. I don't know what to. I I, I he's really you. excited about inscription um that that free update um but that that's super cool that they did that because i think that that is a really clever way to like add more content to that game because i think like if i were to expand upon it in a more like traditional game way it would have been that first act so turning that into a roguelike is super neat um but yeah everything about that game from just like it's uh the way it manages to make you like give a shit about card games when you don't give a shit about uh card games and video games is super cool the style is just so slick i mean you know we've talked about the uh the way like the the creepy like sounds the characters make when they talk that like bassy warble uh they make and and just all the all the little touches with the talking cards and it's absolute absolute joy to play Inscription is one of those games that I kind of look at it uh, like Resident Evil Village, where like there are just certain sections of it that I really like, and then other parts of it that I'm like, eh, I wish this was a little bit better. I wish there was different. I agree. But I mean, like the first third, the roguelike, and the final third, the souls-like, are both very excellent sections. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, there is a character that shows up in between the sections uh and he gave me like uh like low budget um max scoville vibes uh our good friend max scoville i don't know if 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 any of you have (laughs) know that character in the game and know what i'm talking about and see if i can figure out who you mean (laughs) like there's just something about him where i'm just like oh this is some like we have max scoville at home uh energy about this guy uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I, it just made me laugh personally as someone who knows Max. I was like, oh, this is really funny. Uh, anyway, it's a good game. I, yeah, it's a good game. I'm just like repeatedly playing the first act of it. I've not even got to act two yet. I'm just doing the card based stuff, which is a good time. And I highly recommend it. Is that on Switch yet? I don't I think, think so. Don't I think it's still think so. just PC. It'll get there. Which is a shame. And it'll it will be great when yeah. it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, next game when you're... Uh, my number eight was Halo Infinite, which we already talked about. And my number seven was Deltarune Chapter 2, which I'm pretty sure I'm the only oh. person in the entirety of GameSpot <clears throat> who put it on their list because it didn't even show up in the top 40, which... Uh, ben Janka might have. 
I think Jacob ben might have. have. Yeah. Ben, may, maybe Ben did. Me, um, do you want me to check who dealt Yes, I need to, I need to know who are my friends, my real friends. Michael Hyam hacked It's fine. I wasn't expecting it. I did it for myself. If Michael Hyam was still here... It would have been. Oh, he would have fought for it. He would have fought real he hard. Fought for it. Yeah, you were the you were the only one. Sadly. I was the only one. You okay. The only one. All right. Yeah. yeah. D- Deltarune Chapter Two is uh, the fun. It's the funniest game I've played in a long time. I think that game is just uh, an absolute masterpiece of of like comedy writing. Um, it's it's a game that is incredibly hard to like describe why it's funny um but i think mm-hmm. it, it's it's i think toby fox just really understands like uh gen z humor and how to translate mm-hmm. that into a video game <laughs> in a way that no one else has figured out because i think a lot of people who still like write video games are, are a bit on the older side um and i i i think he just is like cracked into a very specific part of the internet and like um a, a specific audience uh and zach agrees with me um mm-hmm. and yeah I, like <laughs> I, I think it's uh I, I it's just amazing I, I love that game he's going for a featured credit in this episode i feel <laughs> yeah it seems like it i yeah i i definitely want to check that game out yeah i do too um, that yeah, might ha- be another have you guys ever one. played the first i never chapter? played it. i've not played chapter one never or two I've, I've okay. obviously played undertale you played undertale, i wasn't yeah. a massive fan of undertale okay. um but I, I enjoyed a lot of the characters um i was gonna say what, what did you like slash dislike the characters undertale? and okay the characters were were the thing that i liked about it most okay um i didn't enjoy playing it if you know what i mean like uh then I, you might like Delta Rune because the characters say, yeah. are good and the gameplay, in my opinion, John Luke, you might disagree with me. The gameplay in Delta Rune is a significant step up in quality I, in comparison I completely to agree. Undertale. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out for sure. Um I've just been giving it a little also like a very, very, very oversaturated the 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 fandom and culture around Undertale was like a bit much for me. Like it was all consuming <laughs> everywhere. You could not escape it. And that's it like, fair. Oh, I, that's yeah. I I can't. Yeah. Disagree so with I, that. I wanted some distance <laughs> from it. Um, and let me tell you, Undertale fans are intense. Like you get they normal are. Undertale fans, like mm-hmm. you guys, and then you get Undertale fans that are like, we will murder you in your sleep if you say anything oh, about geez. Undertale. Like, wolf. <laughs> they're wild um, next game please Jean-Luc uh, my number 6 was Hitman 3 and my mm-hmm. number 5 was Chicory a colorful hey. tale now coming to Nintendo today Switch, Switch. <laughs> yay uh, that's excellent Ooh, I'm, I, I'm very curious I, I haven't looked at any more details about like if you can use the touch screen and docked mode so. to, to yeah. draw um, I absolutely adore Chicory it's uh, I was actually listening to the soundtrack this morning um, God, because Lena, Lena Rain. Rain was like, hey, uh, Chicory's on Switch. Here's the soundtrack. And I was like, oh, I need to buy the soundtrack. I haven't done that yet because <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Chicory, everything about Chicory, I think, is just so um, like warm and inviting. Um, the just the ability to like paint the world. Uh, I, it was something that I was worried was going to get really tiring for me, but it never did. Um, and I think part of it helped is because I played the whole game co-op, um, mm. which was just like really fun where it's like, okay, uh, I'm going to paint all the trees and you paint uh, the ground over here. And, and we kind of would like 
tackle it together and come up with like different themes for the areas and and so uh i highly recommend playing that game co-op with somebody if you haven't played it yet and have the ability to i think it's a really great way to do it um because unlike most co-op games of that nature um like the player has a lot of agency because it's like okay the second player can't move around their own character um but that's like the least interesting part of the game is like you have the exact same amount of freedom in what you're drawing as player one. Uh, but I think for me, what really like cemented this game in my top 10 was the story and the characters. I think that game um, really gets into themes of uh, sort of uh, like imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. feeling like you aren't good enough to, uh, be a creator or to create things or like, you know, the idea of that you're not, uh, you're not worthy enough or because you're not talented or you weren't naturally talented or you didn't work hard. And, uh, that game goes in a lot of places and says a lot of things that I think spoke to me very personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I feel like I often suffer with uh, a lot of imposter syndrome, um, and kind of like the way this game just sort of says, like, it's fine like you like it doesn't matter um and it's funny i was um heard some people kind of talk about how um they didn't like or or they they kind of dropped off the game because they felt like the stuff they were making in like the art drawings weren't as good as what they were seeing people do on the internet for Mm -hmm. chicory and it's like the, the point of the game <laughs> is to like tell you that's okay like like oh man you're feeling that way and that's totally understandable but if you keep going the game will actually itself tell you don't worry about it it's fine as that long your as you're having chicory. fun it's like who cares yeah yeah it's okay that you're not as good as the people on twitter who are posting their amazing chicory art uh you can make something that just as long as you're having a good time with it and i think that was just a really uh positive uplifting Mm. message um that i haven't really seen games uh touch on Mm. as much so i uh, that that really struck a chord with me this year yeah i also love just to carry on that point the fact that like any other game that is touched on the things that chicory uh touches on like it's almost solely through the lens of like oh it's the up-and-comer it's the person Mm -hmm. trying to do this thing that they really want to do but chicory not only does that but has like analyzes it from the mentor Roll too, mm-hmm. where it's like yes. you can eventually get to a point where like oh other people recognize how good you are and you kind of recognize how good you are but that imposter syndrome can still be there and it can negatively impact how you train people under you how you try to support other people and i'm like mm-hmm. this is great great storytelling this is so good man yeah just realizing that yeah. we didn't have enough time and choosing not to fight for chicory during the top 10 deliberations will <laughs> eat at my soul for the rest no, of my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to check it out. Uh, yeah, do you want to hit the next games? Sure. Uh, my number four was Resident Evil Village, and my number three was Metroid Dread, which, uh, goddamn, that was just a really good ass metroid game um i think for me what appealed to me specifically about metroid dread is um i think there's kind of two schools of camps with metroid fans at this point you have like people who 
I think, are always chasing the high that is Super Metroid, which mm. I, I still would say on some level is maybe the best Metroid game. But I also think it's because it is very specifically trying to do um, a type of world design where it gives you a lot of freedom uh, in how you want to approach it. Um, and I think that w when done well, that leads to, you know, just an absolute, uh, you know, like masterpiece of an experience where you're kind of uh, lost in this world and you're organically discovering where to go next. And I feel super powerful. But I also think that's really hard to do right because, uh, you know, it can be really easy to get f lost and frustrated. Um, and, and you're just like, oh, my God, I just need a guide because I want to get through this. Hollow so Knight. I think the other... You're describing Hollow Knight. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I would say Hollow. I would say if you were somebody who's like, I want a Super Metroid, you should play Hollow Knight. I think Hollow Knight feels more like the the natural uh, mm -hmm. evolution of like a Super Metroid style Metroid. Uh, Metroid Dread feels more like an evolution of a Zero Mission style, mm -hmm. which is a. It has a little bit of freedom, but it is much more um, of a. Uh, tight experience where where the uh, developer is kind of guiding you to the next uh, to the next area and kind of keeping the pacing and the flow going, but where uh, Zero Mission kind of did that by just having a checkpoint that said you, you just got to go here. Uh, Dread doesn't do that, but just through the the level design naturally just tricks you into going exactly where you want to go. Like you will play that game and you'll be like, oh, okay. I'll go check out this over here and you know, cause I just got this power and then, and, and Oh look, there's an elevator and then you take it. And then it's like, you think you're exploring and then it's like, ha, we tricked you. You're going exactly <laughs> where we want you to do to the next area. And I think that is, uh, such an amazing, um, just like trick that uh, a developer can pull off. Cause that is yeah. extremely hard to do. Right. Um, and, and I think it's absolute, masterclass in like how to how to like guide the players hands without letting them know <laughs> uh so i ended up having just like a really good time with that game where i never felt lost i felt like i was just constantly moving from area to area and having a really good time um the only times where it would slow down was during the combat where it could get a little frustrating um but at least for me i found the difficulty of the combat to be extremely satisfying i think that's mm -hmm. the one thing that metroid has never quite nailed uh you know going back to I, to be honest i don't I, I think outside of fusion all the metroid games are actually quite easy uh zero mission is extremely easy to, yeah. to be in my opinion like none of the bosses are very challenging and uh i think this game's uh combat at least to me felt uh, extremely tight, and I I found it personally to be uh, very very satisfying. I think there's a lot of really valid complaints to be had about, you know, uh, just the how many buttons and and how demanding <laughs> that game can be. Uh, you know, especially on the accessibility front. I mean, it, it, the fact that Nintendo still does not let you just remap buttons in their games is like, what are you doing, Nintendo? Um, mm. So I think all that stuff is very valid, but. Uh, for what I was looking for out of a Metroid, it was exactly what I wanted. And um, also, the story was just so fucking cool. I mean, it's like there's <laughs> barely anything in there, but just like, oh, like Samus is just the coolest fucking character Nintendo's mm. ever made. And the way they were able to like evolve her character without having her ever talk just through like some subtle facial expressions, I thought was so, so rad. Like my mm. my young 
John Luke, who is like such a Metroid super fan, is just like, it's like, yes, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. And like when the ending hits and it's like so fan servicey, but it feels like it wraps up all that story. I was like, this is yes, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. I really hope they this bring back the voice actress for Prime 4 because I, I, w- I would love to get a more cinematic Metroid game where Samus speaks a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I Me do too. agree that like the movements that they had her do to convey her personality were all very tight. Mm. I also had Metroid Dread on my top 10. It was a bit lower on my list just because I was uh, a little disappointed that they decided to immediately go back on a really cool, I think, narrative decision that they had at the very end of the game. And I'm like, oh, this could have been such a cool storyline you could have followed. Mm. And you were cowards and you decided to change it. Um, yeah, I do. I do kind of agree with that. And the fact <laughs> that Metroid games, for me, are like su- a huge part of them has always been the music. And I feel like Dreads is on the yeah. weaker mm. side in comparison to other Metroid games, I which... I would agree. When they it's when sad. they use Samus' theme, though, oh pretty good. man, pretty good. <laughs> good of it. They played a live version of it at the Game Awards, and it was amazing. I was like, why haven't they done a Metroid like live orchestra tour like they do for every oh, other game? Be too powerful. <laughs> that would be so good. It'd be too powerful. Yeah. Next game, please. Uh, my number two was the Forgotten City, which actually for the longest time was my number one. It was my game of the year Ooh. until. I finally played Psychonauts 2, which is my number one. Uh, uh, that game really surprised me. I never uh, played the original Psychonauts. I had no uh, nostalgia or attachment to that game. Um, I tried playing it a little bit of this year and, and enjoyed it enough, but didn't stick with it. Um, although now that I've beaten Psychonauts 2, I have gone back to that game and I'm enjoying it a lot more because I think I'm like really now attached to that world and characters. <laughs> But everything about Psychonauts 2 like totally surprised me. Um, it, it feels like it's just such an uncompromised like vision for what Double Fine wanted to make. It, it, I think it's so impressive that it how it naturally feels like a sequel to a 15 year old game, uh, while also being modern and and without like it. it it, it, we talked about it on the podcast before, but it's just that idea that like you know they didn't they didn't change it into something different. It's like they made exactly what fans wanted while still modernizing it in the ways that they needed to. And I think that just it feels so perfect. Uh, I absolutely love the platforming. Um, I mean, I, I, I you know there are some weaker elements. The combat I think can kind of be a little uh grading at times uh, mm. although it is way better than the first game having gone back and played that <laughs> let me tell you but uh it, every every world you enter is just so insanely creative and also sad uh, the storytelling i think it, mm. it's probably my favorite story of the year the way that game i think touches on some really like you know profound and heavy themes uh you know including um, you know, lost loved ones, alcoholism, mm-hmm. uh, immigration, war. Uh, oh shit! What? <laughs> war? Yeah. War. No all immigration. The, all... <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, immigration, not in a, uh, not not in like a. Oh, we were more in the sense that the the fa- Raz's family are immigrants mm-hmm. and and kind of like them having to leave their country, uh, which actually really hit me because my 
grandparents had to flee their country uh, due to uh, brewing political turmoil. Jeez. So like that really struck a chord with me where I was like, yeah, I'm I in I am Raz in that sense where I'm like far enough removed, but also like kind of still hear about that stuff, you know, growing up and and kind of have a little bit of that connection. And it's not just that it says all these things, but I think it does it in such a a careful way that um, this game works for everybody. Like, this is like a game that kids can play and you can still express these heavy themes, but in a way that is, uh, like, I would say gentle and kind of undercuts it with humor in a, in a very smart way where it's like, yes, you can have a kid play this and they can... Uh, really enjoy it and just like love the characters and maybe understand some of the heavy themes, but like mm-hmm. probably later if they were to go back and play this in a couple years, be like, oh wow, like damn, this game was deeper than I thought. Um, so I think it's just it's one of those games. It's like I can recommend this to anybody. I can I can tell anybody mm-hmm. like you should play this game. Um, it, it is it is a game for for everybody to um, to play, and I will not stop shutting up to tell people to play it if they haven't. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach just started streaming it and he's um, really enjoying it. And I, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know if you heard him, he just yelled, it's good. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm like, I know I've been saying this a lot, but I, I think this is genuinely going to be a, a game that I play over Christmas because like I started it and then I was moving and I just like, I, I lost the momentum of, of playing it and sort of getting into that world. Mm-hmm. But, like, hearing hearing everyone speak about it and the way you speak about it, I think, yeah, it is definitely something very special. So that's my Christmas game. Yeah, same. Your shame game. My shame game. Uh, <laughs> I'll run through my list real quick because um, it's mostly the same. Uh, number 10 is Before Your Eyes, which uh, is a incredible game um that use that seems like it's built on a gimmick which being every time you blink the memory your character is reliving is gone so it's a very much a case of this is a game about um your life flashing before your eyes and what makes it interesting is they sell it with a really powerful story and moments um the kind of moments where when you're in a a, th- a moment where you feel good and you feel like it's a memorable thing like you know the first time you have this you make a connection with your neighbor and you realize you might be into them um you you kind of like fight to try and stay in that moment and similarly when you're something that you don't like happening you kind of want to get rid of it but there might be some importance to staying in there. It's a really interesting, well done game that, like I said, feels like it starts off as a gimmick, but by the end of it, you're like, yeah, this game is making use of the idea and telling a story that is like profound in a lot of ways. So I feel like an excellent game because of that. Um, And then I got Psychonauts 2, which I played enough of to know that I really Mm -hmm. liked it. Um, And I wanted to finish it up for sure. Then Loop Hero, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, (laughs) Hitman, Life is Strange, Forgotten City, Metroid Dread, Halo Infinite, and Deathloop, which we've all talked about. Uh, Jordan, what's your list? Uh, my list, uh, walking through the first few, uh, number 10 was Metroid Dread, 9 was Deathloop, 8 was Little Nightmares 2, uh, Ooh. which was Shit, a... I forgot that was this year. Right? I think a lot of people forgot it that was this year. Yeah. It, I, it's I, one of those games... Yeah, one of those games where I'm like, ah, you probably didn't have to add uh, combat to Little Nightmares to improve it. I think it was fine. It's just a kind of 
survival horror type game where you were just running from monsters. But like overlooking that, like the I don't want to talk about it because someone out there is probably planning on playing this over their holiday break or something. But the twist to Little Nightmares 2 is one of the like coolest twists to a game that I've ever seen and it was one of those that kind of made me stop and like stare at the wall for a bit and then immediately go onto youtube and watch just theory videos and explainers from other people for just hours and hours and hours afterwards um it's great uh janae uh former commerce editor at uh gamespot she and i have just talked about this game to death um it's it is fantastic. If you like being like spooked out of your mind by scary monsters um, and panic running from the left side of your screen to the right side of your screen, and you want to do that for like six, seven hours, great game. <laughs> Positive. <laughs> great, great game. Great um, game, great game. Uh, seven was Life is Strange, True Colors. Six was Resident Evil Village. Five, uh, Chris Tales. Uh, another game that just kind of, I think, went under the radar for a few people. Uh, your typical kind of 2D uh, JR- uh, JRPG-inspired uh, game, uh, but it was made by folks in South America, so it's got a lot of um, inspirations in terms of its character design, its setting, its storytelling from just a lot of the countries in south america if i'm reading it right i want to say it's mostly brazil but please don't quote me on that because i'm not from south america and i wouldn't know for sure but that was the general gist that i got the story of chris tales like this was my game for the year where i couldn't stop laughing and it was my uh funniest game of the year there is a character that you get on your squad very quickly and his name is wilhelm um and he's this does he scream <laughs> he does not but ah. he's this little he's this the character who looks the youngest in the group most of the group is in the kind of 14 to like 17 uh age range in terms of appearance wilhelm looks like he's eight years old And then you realize that he's a time mage and his unique power is that his body doesn't age forward. So he's actually like this 60, 70 year old, grizzled, tired old man. Yeah, essentially, who just (laughs) looks like he's six or eight years old. So he's like this adult who's dealing with all of these children that he's like, these fucking kids are just getting on my last nerves all (laughs) the time. But he looks like a child and every time he opens his mouth uh is just one of the funniest things ever and he just has nothing but just stellar jokes all the way through like the 20 24 hour runtime um uh number four was for me dodgeball academia uh which if you really like pokemon this was the best pokemon game of 2021 it is a game where people can go to a school where they learn the the magic of mm-hmm. dodgeball and you touch this magic dodgeball on your first day and it basically gives you a superpower that you can use in dodgeball oh. matches um and 
It is a wild, wild ride. Uh, so, like, your character, someone who can add, like, fire effects to dodgeballs, you meet this girl, uh, like, on your first day who she can add electricity to her dodgeball, so she throws them, like, incredibly fast and with pinpoint accuracy. And it's one of those things where it's, like, it's usually three versus three, and it has that Pokemon style of, like, type advantages and mm. people using different special effects and attacks on each other, but it's all in real time, so it's not like you take a turn and the other people take a turn. It's, like, they're actively trying to throw a ball at you, and you have to be moving from side to side or getting ready to catch the ball and, like, throw it back. And it is so satisfying to play. It is an incredible game. I love you, Knockout City, but Dodgeball Academia is definitely, like, the best uh dodgeball game of the year if you like pokemon and you kind of want like a my hero academia storyline or i guess more yeah a little bit of uh naruto i guess storyline added to a pokemon game like that's what dodgeball academia is and it's it's so good it's so so good it is on game pass so if you got an xbox or a pc then you should download it immediately. Um, right. And then, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's real good. It is so good. Yeah, and the rest of my list is uh, Halo Infinite, Chicory, and The Forgotten City. So, yeah. There you go. There's all our Game of the Year lists. I think that was fair. I think it was a good year for games. Solid yeah, it was. Year. Very yeah. good year. Which is surprising because like, going we into January, into I was worried. Going yeah, into January, we I thought worried. it was going to be a sad year <laughs> but yeah it's 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 turned out to be a very strong year for gaming mm-hmm. and from the looks of it next year is going to be similar we're starting off very strong we've got elden yeah. ring and then some other games are probably going to come and out other games year as well. um <laughs> what, what are the games that are coming up immediately that you're excited about apparently not silk song apparently it's not coming out anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> weird west boys weird Ooh. west january I'm, Basically, I'm, I'm very excited for that. X, X Arcane folk making a new yeah. massive sim yeah. in the Wild West. Um, but also, uh, I mean, February is going to be a big month. Elden Ring, Horizon, mm-hmm. Dying Light, uh, Gotham Knights is one for me yeah. that I'm particularly. Yeah, we got Sifu in February Nights too. Is, yeah, Sifu, mm, I'm so excited about. We got a preview of that up now, and mm-hmm. I did not know that the age is linked to you dying. That is oh. incredible. It's such yeah, a good yeah. idea. <laughs> so every time you die, you have like a gem that brings you back and you come back a bit older, Aww. which is awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, for me, Sifu, Gotham Knights, Elden Ring, um, there's a few other games as well. God of War, I might yeah, replay on PC. God of War. Is yeah, the Callisto Protocol still coming out in 2022? Do we know? We haven't heard anything different. I don't know. But, um, we might be getting that and we'll the see. Dead Space remake next year, which would be oh, fucking yeah. wild to see. Ooh, that would be wild, yeah. Fight. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Play for you. Play for us. Uh, um, Dance. Uh, all right. Thank you for listening to GameSpot After Dark. We will see you again next year. In the meantime... If no, 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 we got one, we got one more. We got one oh, more. Yeah. We got one more. We got one more. It's coming up oh, on yeah. the 31st. We, we're getting in on the very last day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting on the, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you on the next one then. 
you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Tamor H. I'm on Twitch at Tamor H. Twitch TV for Tamor H and other places. Jordan, where you at? Find me on Twitter at JM Ramey. Mm. Uh, Lucy? Twitch and Twitter, Lucy James Games. And Instagram, and everything. It's the, it's the brand. Ooh. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at John Luke Sidekey. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.